0: Keeping track of this shit.
1: Hey, hey, hey. welcome everyone to On Force of Light like, commentary. How's it going, Tyler? You're not keep what? What am I? What are you? Are you not keeping track of our game picks every week like you did last year? I haven't been writing anything down. I mean, we can go what, back and what? What do we listen doing for them But yeah,
0: you're 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 gonna listen through 16 hours of podcast. Definitely basically. not. No. No. Yeah. Absolutely it's not. it's. It's. I know why you're doing it. It's because I fucking waxed your ass last season, and I, you're just letting me assume that you were keeping track. But you're gonna wait till after we're already past the midpoint of this season, where I'm probably also leading you again, and you just don't want to. You don't want that smoke two two years in a row. That's cool.
1: So how are you doing, Tyler?
0: It's good to see you, buddy. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be talking to you and I'm glad to see you didn't make a stupid fucking decision that uh, we talked about last night.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, have not traded away uh, Aaron Jones in my league. And uh, for those of you guys, Dillon. Uh, excuse me, AJ <laughs> Aaron Jones is out with an injury. Therefore, A.J. Dillon is uh, going to be getting uh, a big, big role in that Packers offense. And A.J. Dillon was already weeks. last week, uh, just a stud. So he's looking a- good. But- AJ a. Dillon, after Aaron Jones went
0: out, you like. Eric, dude, your ass, AJ Dillon, is not worth a fifth round pick in the keeper league, dude. He's not. I
1: agree to disagree. Patriots 25, Falcons 0. Man, what a game last night. That was. That was rough. Okay, no, I, here's, I'm not even going to talk about the game. I don't care about the game. It was a really horrible game. <laughs> yeah. um, here, here's what I am going to talk about: fucking okay. Mac Jones. All right. Here's, uh, okay. Oh, uh, now right. We, we were talking about like what we do or don't remember from last week's podcast. One thing I remember being wrong about last week was when I said that uh, that last week was going to be be the week where Mac Jones would look like a rookie quarterback in front of that Cleveland defense. And uh, let me go ahead and need a plate of crow right now. Uh, uh, Mac Jones is the real deal, man. Like, I, I hate to say, because I'm a Bills fan, so I hate every part of the fact that that Mac Jones is looking like a great young quarterback in New England. But I, I, the dude, dude's a great little player. And uh, Bill Belichick's been doing a great job of bringing him along. Uh, the, the first like three or four weeks of the season, he didn't have a single completion over 25 yards. So now you see him uh, with regularity making two or three attempts a game uh, going the distance. And it's, it, it just shows that he's getting more faith uh, from his coach and damn it. He looks like a really good young quarterback. Uh,
0: fuck. He, he does man. And he, and he resembles a lot of what you and I talked about by a, probably about three weeks ago is that Belichick's using Mac Jones and, Josh Daniels, Josh McDaniels is using Mac Jones the same way that Brady was used in that 2001 Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Like 50 percent of Mac Jones's completions come from behind the line of scrimmage and no further than five yards. It's all dink and dunk. Um, and it definitely helps that you know Belichick, who orchestrates that defense, got a lot of players back. Forget for guys who sat out last year. Gets Matthew Judon. Gets Kyle Van Noy back from the Dolphins. Like he gets he gets to piece his defense back together. Back and man, I get it. Like shutting out the Falcons is not impressive in my mind, especially a Falcons team that's missing Cordell Patterson and Calvin Ridley. Um, It's literally all 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 Bill Belichick had to do last night. Against the Falcons was just triple team Kyle Pitts, and that was the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mean I mean Mac, I mean he's not gonna light. He's not gonna light up the stat sheet. But I mean Brady didn't either early in his career for the Patriots. Um, he did enough, and he wouldn't make any mistakes with that football. Um, but I mean, and, and and We're both. We both have to eat a plate of crow because we both took Cleveland. Uh, in that game, and fuck, fuck me. I don't think we've been that wrong on this fucking podcast before. yeah we we were pretty wrong. But how about a quick little patriot shout out since we're on the topic? Jacoby Myers. Oh yeah, had a boy. Finding the end zone. <laughs> finding the end zone. <laughs> in garbage time when Brian Hoyer was the quarterback. Yeah. Hey buddy. suit, I'm. Su- Super happy for the guy. I think he was up to like 133, 336 receptions at that yeah. point, without a touchdown. And that you know, we were two weeks
1: too, we were two weeks too late calling it, but it is what it is, man. I'm I'm happy for the guy. Good for him. Yeah, man, I am too. Falcons, on the other hand, <clears throat> not nothing much there to be happy about. Uh, man, they've just run out of steam on offense. Uh, and you know, one, one thing that I remember last year is they had Julio Jones, they had Calvin Ridley, and then they had this kid gage coming in who was like stealing mm-hmm. some fantasy uh plays and getting some uh, red zone scores and you, you kind of thought that with uh, Julio Jones stepping out that gage would be stepping up his game and he really hasn't uh Zacchaeus is doing better than gage but still not not like a threat and that falcon offense just having a really hard time two games in a row now uh, doing much of anything productive uh, Matt Ryan looking very pedestrian right now. A lot of that's not his fault, but I mean that that is what it is right now. He just doesn't look good. Um, so yeah, I don't know Falcons. It's it's. Uh, I think that you guys had a little bit too much success to start of the year that was not indicative of the record and the team that you guys really were, and now you guys are going to see I think a rough rough stretch to to close out the year.
0: Well, I, and for Matt Ryan's defense, this was really the hardest game. I think he's had to go into this season. you got a Pats team that's red hot. You've got, you got Bill Belichick on a short week. Mm-hmm. And you're also missing your two of your top offensive key pieces going right. into that game too. Yeah. And, I mean, going back to Gage really quick, I mean, I don't necessarily know the success he had um, last year. I mean, I, we're seeing it now. It doesn't reflect who like he is as a player. It reflects as to whoever steps up into the third receiving option for the Falcons seems to be benefiting the most. Because last year, when it was Julio and Ridley, Gage was the one getting a lot of, you know, he was getting he he was vulturing a lot of fucking touchdowns because the main focus was Ridley and Julio. Now this year, as I mean. Back and forth with Ridley being out, but I mean it was Ridley, and then it was Kyle Pitts. Well, it's also you know, okay. Russell Gage is a guy too. You also got to kind of worry about Cordell Patterson because you can line him up at both positions. But uh, yeah, what whatever that fucking guy's name is, you said I don't know how to fucking pronounce it, and I forget how you did. Um, Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, sure, yeah. whatever. Yeah, he he's he's the Russell Gage of 2021 for the Falcons. Yeah. um so i i don't really know where you go forward with this no, team no. i i think it's going to be tear down and rebuild time
1: right they're 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 and it's you know they really need it on both sides of the ball which if you're a falcons fan i'm sorry this has just got to be depressing like on one hand the offense has good players but it, for the most part it's it's an old i mean you got matt ryan he's old you got who who knows what's going on with calvin ridley um uh, that, that, that hurts for the, for Falcons. And you got Kyle Pitts is very promising on peace, but at the end of the day that that's really it. You know what I mean? That, that's Cordero Patterson is not, not a young football player. He's been around the league for a while. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you got holes everywhere they need to plug in. I don't even know where, like, if, if you're, if you're drafting for Atlanta. Okay. Cause right now I'm going to guess they're going to be like a bottom five ish pick. Somewhere in that bottom five to ten range.
0: Yeah, if top you're, ten for sure.
1: If you're, yeah, if you're, if you're drafting for Atlanta in the first round, what what are you taking first?
0: Um, personally, I, I wouldn't go quarterback. One because this is a very weak quarterback draft, um, as far as college football goes. But at the same time, like, yeah, Matt Ryan's old. Matt Ryan is also, I mean. It was five years ago he was a league MVP, Mm -hmm. and he's still a dependable guy. Matt Ryan catches a lot of flack out of Atlanta because he makes one or two mistakes a game where a lot of those mistakes come in either – cat like it's either I have to score to keep this game close Mm -hmm. because my defense is fucking Swiss cheese, or it's, hey, you know, last seg we're down – 10, 14 points, and there's fucking three minutes on the fucking board, I have to make something happen. So a lot of his his mistakes come from him like, almost being forced into a position to force a ball in, it, it, you know, into a bad situation, which I'm not going to put that on Matt Ryan completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, personally, I w- if, if if I am if Arthur Smith, if I am anyone in that front office – Scouting department. I'm looking. This is a strong, strong draft for edge rushers. That's where I would start.
1: Not, not a bad place to go. Let's go ahead and move on to the games coming up on Sunday. Uh, Colts and the Bills uh, have uh, kicking off their Sunday morning. Colts are visiting uh, the Bills. Uh, the Bills are six and three. Colts five and five. Uh, the Bills have a seven point line. Uh, although the Colts, I'll tell you what, man, the Colts won played a really tough game against the bills last uh, last year in the playoffs. And two, they are, I believe they've won four to the uh, last five games. So that five and five record is not indicative of the team that they are currently bills. on The other hand have definitely had some head scratching um, losses and just not great performances. They did kind of get things back on track by beating the crap out of the jets last week um and i mean you know that's what they were expected to do It's what they did so they did it um which is a good sign but it's not exactly you know what you're gonna like put your hopes on right you're not gonna pin your hopes yeah. on beating the jets so where where do you see this game going are you you are you taking this line or are you you going the other way what do you got here
0: the line's at six and a half
1: correct it's at seven currently in favor of buffalo oh
0: okay um I'm going to take the Bills to win, but I'm not taking them to cover. Um, a lot of that having to do with how how this game script could be mm-hmm. completely flipped because Jonathan Taylor's a man, dude. That is a fucking dude. And Jonathan Taylor can fucking – any team that can control a fucking clock with just solely with their run game. Now, my issue – with the Indianapolis Colts is not the fact that they run, they don't run the football enough. They run the football plenty between Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack's kind of fallen off. It's basically been those two the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. My issue with that team is they'll go, let's say they start at their own 20. They'll rush the ball all the way into first and goal. And then that's when they decide to start throwing.
1: Yeah, Frank Reich sometimes gets a little bit too creative for his own good. It's just goofy shit, bro. Yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Like it, it, that's but you know some what? Patrick the other side Mahomes of the ball, shit. Sean McDermott it does some of the same shit, so – It's uh, and you know what? They're they're both Buffalo guys. They're both guys from Buffalo. You know what I mean? So it's there's that the the counter to that, though,
0: unfortunately, is Sean McDermott has a capable quarterback who he has the utmost confidence in that. If he calls up some goofy shit, that quarterback, if there's nothing there, if there's no options in the receiving game, he is more than confident that his quarterback will take off and run potentially 50 50 shot of getting in the end zone. Carson Wentz is not that fucking guy.
1: Yeah no as many when you look at quarterbacks that you like to see improvise uh let's see there's Russ Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh yep. Allen. You know that that's Aaron, kind of the cream of the crop. Maybe a little Jalen Hurts,
0: Aaron um, Jones or not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers,
1: Rodgers the, the passes he makes when he's under pressure is just yeah. insane, especially when he's getting pushed towards the sidelines it is insane what that guy can do with the ball. Um, I he, and I think you hit on something there about the Colts having the ability to control uh clock. And it does, as a Bills fan, that, that makes me nervous because there was a team that had a really good run game that we played this year called the Tennessee Titans when they had Derrick Henry and they had a very capable run game and the Colts offensively have a lot of similarities um, to the Titans. However, the, the Titans are, are a little smarter when they get into that goal line area, right? Because they are going to just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry.
0: Um,
1: And so I'm going to say that it's going to come down to execution. I do think it's going to be a close game. I'm also going to take the under, but give me the Bills. Give me Josh Allen uh, outperforming Carson Wentz in the last five minutes of the game.
0: Yeah, and I I like that callback to the Buffalo Bills in the Titans game too. The biggest, and I and I know y'all lost that game, but honestly, the biggest difference for me is the Colts not only have, I mean, they have Derek Henry's the king. Yes. But they don't have a number two behind Derrick Henry like like the Colts have in Naheem Hines. So that you can switch those two out. That running game is not going to miss a beat. Jonathan Taylor can go three straight rushes for 10 yards, pick you up three consecutive first downs, and Naheem Hines can come up and pick you nine on the next fucking carry. Um, but the Colts also have a better defense than the Titans do. And I, I, I think this is – I think the Bills are watching what the Patriots have been doing and how they have kind of cert- – they're, they're a half game out of first place in the AFC East. Yeah. And you t- the, the Bills and Patriots haven't played yet.
1: They're, they're um, not a half game out, I don't think. I think they're now a half game you're ahead six because they won. They're nope. They're six and six four. And four. Y'all six are Nope, um, no, they're now, six and I, four. Y'all
0: are six and three. No, they're six and four. They are six and four. The Bills are a half – they're a right. half game. The Patriots are a half game out. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I, I like the Bills. I trust Josh Allen way more than I trust Carson Wentz. I love the run game for the Colts. I don't love the run game outside of Josh Allen – for the bills i'd say the receiving options at this point yeah it sways more to the bills and head-to-head your pass offense offenses or your pass defense is great your run defense is suspect and i would say it's probably flipped on the other side so each team's strengths on the defensive side of the ball are the are the are, are the or your weaknesses on the defensive side of the ball or the strengths for the opposing teams on the offensive side of the ball. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. I think so. So too. I, 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 but give, give me the bills probably by a field goal.
1: And just for clarity, New England is now seven and four because they have not had their seven. And- yet, so they're seven. and Okay. Four. Bills are okay. six and three. They are still in the standings by percentage points, a little bit ahead of new England, but I mean, yeah, they need a win. Uh, yep. the, the, they do not have a lock on the AFC by any means anymore, um, which is crazy because you think you know a few weeks ago you said that New England would be contending with the bills for top spot in the AFC. That didn't look very probable whatsoever, but that's that's mm-hmm. where we're at. Um, we're both taking the bills at the under. We're going to the Ravens and the Bears next. Baltimore is visiting at Chicago. Uh, they have flipped records, Ravens at six and three, Chicago at three and six. Baltimore is a six-point favorite. Uh, Is there any reason to give Chicago hope in this one?
0: No. This is a get-right game for Baltimore after that that what-the-fuck-was-that-type-of-game on Thursday Night Football last week against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Lamar's going to get it right. Uh, Rashad Bateman is becoming a more integral part in that passing offense. That'll complement Hollywood Brown. That'll complement Mark Andrews. Um, it's looking like Devontae Freeman is the guy in that backfield because the Ravens just released uh, Le'Veon Bell this week. So it's looking like Devontae Freeman and maybe some Tyson Williams who everyone thought going into week one was just going to be the guy. And then, they grabbed up every aged available running back on the waiver wire with Devontae mm-hmm. Freeman. And Oh, they have Latavius Murray too. I completely factored him out. Um, but yeah, I, Ravens defense I think is a probably a top five defense this week going up against and, some of the early reports out of the like coming out of Chicago coming out of their bye week was, and it's very promising for the reports were promising because a lot of people drafted Allen Robinson as their wide receiver two in fantasy. Mm-hmm. The reports were coming out that the focus out of the Chicago Bears bye week was building the chemistry between Justin Fields and his wide receiver one. Now, uh Alan Robinson is now doubtful to play with a hamstring injury, so that doesn't fucking help. But the the Bears do get David Montgomery back this week.
1: Yeah, and Kyle Mooney.
0: And uh, what?
1: Mooney's coming back too. You mean f- Kyle
0: is not his first name? Oh sorry. <laughs> Kyle is definitely not his first name. Darnell. Darnell. <laughs> Darnell Mooney. Oh my yeah. fucking God. Sorry,
1: sorry. Kyle um, Mooney. Hey, yeah, no, they're getting Darnell Mooney back. Um, he's been in and you know, out of the rotation. You know, um, Darnell's fucking second cousin removed. Kyle's suiting up this week, but he was. I mean, okay, and he he's he's been he's been playing some some good ball as well. Um, and especially now that um he's likely to be the wide receiver one this week, he's looking like a good fantasy play. I don't think so. No,
0: nope. I I don't trust. There's. There's maybe one flex streamer out of that passing offense, and it's Cole Komet, because that seems to be the only relationship in the passing game that Justin Fields has built and trusted over the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, But okay, but Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, what went, but when he was healthy, wasn't being covered by the number one guy, Allen Robinson was. Now Darnell Mooney's going to be the number one guy in the passing offense. And Justin Fields, I get it, he's a fucking rookie, and he has Matt Nagy as a coach. But I wouldn't wouldn't trust him any more, any more than like a fucking mid-flex throw. That's it. That's it. Wide
1: receiver two numbers, no. All right. Well, we got – I think the Ravens – we both got the Ravens to cover this one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and Bears fans, I know that you guys just got off of, a, you know, a, a buy. But the fact is that the Ravens had a Thursday night game last week, so they're essentially coming off a week and a half. You know, they're, they're, yeah. you, you don't have the advantage you would normally have when you come off of a buy and play a team that hasn't had a buy. Um, as far as uh, extra preparation time, that is that is uh, limited. So, anyway. A week, um, and a, half, a, week, a week and a half, too, coming off of a really good,
0: embarrassing loss this team is looking for a get right game and this is it if there ever was one
1: all right let's uh look at the lions and the browns um tyler tell me about how beautiful last last week's game with the the lions and Steelers was
0: just utterly embarrassing i'm a big big fan of the pat mcafee show and uh One of the guys who's on that show, Tone Diggs, shout out. uh, He tweeted out the Sunday prior that this was the game that scared him the most uh, as a Steelers fan because this just felt like a game they were going to drop. Then Ben gets COVID. All right, now old fucking Mason Rudolph coming in, and he was fully anticipating this game being an absolute L for the Steelers and i i can't i can't envision how a tie is better than a loss i would rather have the loss like a tie means fucking nothing um this was a this is a bad game to watch all four quarters plus overtime yeah. horrible game to watch i mean, I mean. Mason, mason rudolph just looking like an absolute fucking dud
1: and Um, and i and i
0: know go ahead and i know I, i had chase claypool as my sit last week as far as fantasy and it turned out i mean i was right he didn't play so i mean he was ruled out friday with a fucking toe injury and we recorded this last week's podcast on a thursday uh but i feel personally that Chase Claypool would have actually benefited more from a fantasy standpoint with with Mason Rudolph because Mason Rudolph can at least throw it 10 yards plus down the field. Ben can't. Ben's old. He's washed. That arm is a wet noodle. Um, I mean, it, it was a lot of the same uh, that, that we've seen from this Pittsburgh offense. It can't get shit done in the passing game, so we'll turn – We'll spend every single first down handing it to Najee Harris. After the first quarter, he'll get bottled up for one to three yards every single play because they know you're not going to do anything different. And then it's just a lot of dink and dunk type of shit. Um, And I I really thought the culminating moment for like – I was like, ah, Lions got the ball. They're driving in overtime. They get in field goal range. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, are they really about to drop this game? And then the Lions missed the goddamn kick. And I was just like, oh. All right, well, the Steelers are going to take it over. They're like, the 40. They can. E- they should easily get 25, 30 yards with the time left and kick a game-winning field goal. And it didn't fucking happen.
1: This is a game that, so, like, when there was, like, four minutes left in overtime, like, you knew, like, no team was getting anywhere with the ball. It was going to end in a tie. Browns, the other hand, they're now 5-5. Five and five. Man, Cleveland's got to be feeling like this is a disappointing season. You know that they had a lot of, lot of big hopes for where they would finish this year. Um, and compete for the top of the AFC, they are still very much uh, competing for the top of the AFC, just because that division's so close. No, um, they're not. But, but yeah, no, they're they're failing to meet expectations. That being said, um, is they're they're twelve point favorites. Is there any chance they go five and six? Oh,
0: <laughs> I mean, there's always when there's a will, there's a way with Baker Mayfield. I mean. Sure, it's possible, especially with the way this year has gone. But I also feel like with how wacky shit has been with the Ravens losing to the Dolphins, the Rams getting spanked by the 49ers, I feel like the best the Lions could do in an upset this year was to just tie the Steelers. (laughs) So, no. (laughs) I'm not. Man, dude, Goff. Goff is questionable to play too. it. We might be seeing Tim Boyle at quarterback for the Detroit Lions this week.
1: Yeah, that could be an upgrade for them. I don't know the big off play. It could, I mean, it could. I
0: mean, we've seen we've already seen it this year with the Jets. Like Zach Wilson gets almost nothing done. And then Mike White just comes in and just fucking backhands the Bengals. Yeah. Um give me the give me the give me the browns at under i i don't i don't trust baker mayfield bro i i don't and if the browns are even slightly considering about giving him even half of a bag at the end of this year you're fucking fools and you will always be this mediocre team with that fucking quarterback because he's not that fucking guy
1: yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the points. I'll take the points. I think that the Browns defense is enough and the run game is enough. And that's the thing is the Browns do have a great run game and against this lion's defense. I think that they can control the clock and control the scoreboard. So give me the Brian's to cover or the Browns, excuse me, uh, to cover. Brian's
0: what is the Bryans, with you
1: today? I don't know, man. I can't talk. Oh uh, my dude, God, I'm you, man. I'm this, uh, those of you listening, I, I, I have got been getting over, uh, not, not very fun illness, so I, uh, yeah, I'm a little off today. Texans. Who? Texans are, what? Cares. Wow. That is mean. <laughs> Texans, <laughs> Fuck are you. Fuck Titans. you. That's mean. Texans Wait, are oh, one. And what eight. you did last week wasn't <laughs> Texans eight. are okay, one and eight. That's cool. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Texans are one and eight. Titans Holy are shit. eight and two. Mark Andrews just caught a 35-yard touchdown. Really? Okay, for the record, I said 45, which doesn't matter more exciting for you. Um, I still lost. It didn't matter. Yeah. Titans are 10 point favorites. And, uh, you know, even with the loss of Derrick Henry, the the Titans have enough talent um, on both sides of the ball, uh, especially with their defense suddenly having like a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of wife showing, uh, finally stepping up to the plate a little bit. Titans have not skipped much of a beat with Derrick Henry out. They
0: haven't, they haven't lost a game with him out. Yeah. And there's no reason for me to doubt, especially in this, this is not, this is not a, Oh, well, this is a big line and who fuck. Nope. Not this one. Titans are going to cover that 10 and a half easy. I, I, I don't care. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the goddamn Texans. Tyrod Taylor, Davis mills. Don't, Give a fuck! I have no, I have no faith in any, anyone on that roster. None. Uh, there's, 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 there's absolutely no reason to think that Ryan Tannehill can compete two weeks without Derrick Henry against much better teams than the Houston fucking Texans and win both of those games. Then for for me to sit here and go, well, they are missing Derrick Henry for a third straight week when they're two and zero and they're six and zero against fucking playoff teams from last year. No, give me the Titans, give me them to cover all fucking day.
1: Absolutely, and a name uh, to put out there on the fantasy radar is Deonta Foreman, who yes, is the backup running back. Well. Uh, he probably is going to be the starting running back now. It's, uh, I mean, he's competing with Adrian Peterson for touches, but he out touched him and out gained him last week. Um, and yes. easily looks like the most explosive back um, in that backfield. So, uh, I picked him up off the waiver wire. I am starting him. And spoiler alert, this guy was going to be uh, my must start play of the week. So,
0: really this was your must start yeah i thought the other guy you were starting at running back would would have been your must start
1: i mean aj dillon is like it's a little obvious it's a little obvious
0: obvious. i get it i get it i get it but okay i would I, i i venture with a little bit of caution though because i fear that what could become of the Titans running back by committee now could be a lot of what we saw early out of the Baltimore Ravens. We see over the last two weeks where they've been missing Derrick Henry, they bring in Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman gets in the mix. There's uh, Jeremy McNichols as well. He's a little banged up, but he's expected to play this week. No, he's I think. He's that, out. Oh, is he out? No, okay. All right. Out. So he is out. Okay. I think this could be a, Rotation of who has the hot hand, much how much like how it was last week where he outtouched Adrian Peterson. I'm still starting him, and I do believe he gets majority of the carries. I think they're going to run the ball a lot on this team, and I think he can. You can project him at low RB two numbers. So I do agree with you. You you do have to start him this week.
1: But game like this could easily go into garbage time territory. Uh, You know, really both Adrian Peterson or Foreman would be justifiable plays.
0: Also, buyer beware if it gets inside the five. Tannehill is the vulture of vultures when it comes to fucking uh, rushing touchdowns.
1: Yes, he is. Packers. uh, Sorry, we're both taking this one to cover. Let's move on. Packers Mm -hmm. are visiting the Vikings in a division matchup game. Uh, Green Bay did not look great um, against Seattle. They just got Aaron Rodgers back. They just got um, Devontae Adams back. Uh, they were, I mean, they just didn't look great. Aaron Jones is out. AJ Dillon stepped up huge with uh, Aaron Jones going down. The Vikings are four and five. Uh, they had a big win against uh, the Chargers last week. Green Bay is only a one-point favorite against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Do you buy that?
0: Yes, and I would take the Packers at three. The, pack, no, no, do the buy, pack. Do
1: you buy that being a justifiable line? Because that reminds me. Oh crazy. no, 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 no! no awfully no, close no. to me.
0: No, because and, and I get it. It's a divisional game. It's one of the most fucking. It's one of the most historic divisional rivalry games in NFL history. But obviously, I have to concede the fact that you are one hundred percent right that Aaron Rodgers looked really, really shaky last week. He also sat at home for two weeks, no practice. Literally, he got activated Saturday and played Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with a guy like Aaron, yeah, okay, you can sit there and go, all right. There's a little rust that needs to be, you know, little rust that needs to be knocked off. Um, he obviously, and people who were looking at Devontae's stat line last week, which wasn't great. Even in PPR, I think he only pulled in like 13 or 14 points PPR. But he still has double-digit targets. Aaron knows where to go with the fucking ball. Mm -hmm. He's going to be fine. And Aaron Rodgers is also going to be fine. You just just pump the brakes. The offense did look shaky, but what looked really good and what has been looking really good for consistent weeks is the Green Bay defense. That Green Bay defense – Even with Russell Wilson coming off of a fucking four-week absence with the fucking finger, they shut him out. They shut out one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL. And that was them still missing some key pieces on defense. So they're only going to get better as they get get further along in the season. I don't understand why it's a one-point line. Uh, I I mean – I, I only have to imagine that it's probably being taken into the fact that this is such a close competitive fucking rivalry that you would only go one point line. I can't, I can't imagine that that line is swaying so heavily. With the fact that, well, they're missing Aaron Jones. Okay, well, A.J. Dillon can fill in. And that could very well easily mean that it will be a big day for Devontae Adams.
1: Yeah, I think that this very well could be a very close game. Um, I, I really, I, I really think that Vikings could be in, the, I wouldn't surprise me to see the Vikings win this, but I, I'm easily taking the green boy, uh, the green Bay Packers, uh, this line and the, <laughs> yeah, the green boy Packers, the green boys. <laughs> the green All right. Boys. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, who, who do you trust the most to, to like lead a game-winning drive, Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers?
0: You mean the and, guy who has one primetime win and one playoff win, as opposed to the guy who's won a Super Bowl, three MVPs? Hey, he's 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 got three hail mary touchdowns to win games. Yeah. Like,
1: no, it's it's Aaron Rodgers by a right. fucking mile, right? Uh, yeah, because that's the thing. I don't see you know the Vikings. They come out play their best game. I still don't see them like shutting out the Packers and. I think at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball um, at the end of the game and be able to make a change if he if he needs to make make the big play. So, give me the Green Bay Packers to cover. Obviously, it's a one point line. I don't know how else <laughs> you can't really take the under on that. No. Let's go to the Dolphins and the Jets uh, in what is a showdown of the bottom of the AFC East. Oh, man, this is be a rough game. Miami is three and a half point favorites. Uh, they're visiting the jets who just had, I mean, Mike white had one of the worst games in recent memory for a professional athlete. Let's let's pray for him, especially after he said he should have been drafted ahead of Josh Allen. Um, Dolphins. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This looks like, this looks like a good time for the dolphins to get a win
0: i'm trying sound effects i don't have a soundboard so i have to do it all with my mouth uh pause i all right this is unfortunately my upset pick of the week i've had to explain it to a couple of people that i work with that recently (gasps) turned got turned on to this podcast when it comes to picking upset picks wow. and they hear some of my upset picks, they think I'm fucking retarded. But you also have to, I have to explain to them our rules for this podcast. It has to at least be a three-point line for, it, for our upset pick to count every single week. And there's only two games this week that reach that three-point line that is even kind of controversial. To where you're like yeah, absolutely I could I could I could see that happen. every other game? no six, seven, 10, 12 point lines. No, I don't see it. But Mike White is not going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's old Joe Flacco. Oh Joey! Oh, Joey Flacco. Coming back in to save the day for the Jets against a team that is riding high as fuck off a fucking primetime win against the Ravens. Yeah. I'm trying my hardest to make my case for the Jets because I don't love this pick, but it's the only one I'm offered. Uh, Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson. Little, little Jameson Crowder, sure. Give me the fucking Jets uh, as my upset pick. I guess I, I don't. Know. I don't trust either team, and I wouldn't be surprised if either team fucking won. So I'm gonna be forced to pick one. Give me the Jets.
1: Yeah. Um. I think this game's gonna have a lot of turnovers. <laughs> lot of, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. this is gonna be an ugly game. This is going to be an ugly game. I'm going to take the Dolphins because, I mean, they did just like spank the Ravens. That is the last thing they did. They got to be feeling good about that. And they got to be looking at this game as an opportunity to maybe try to make up some ground in the AFC East. Although, I mean, I think, (laughs) I don't think they have much uh, shot at keeping up with the the the, Dolphins, Bills, or the Patriots. But there's no ground to make up. I mean, look—you just got off. You just got off a big win against a tough team. You saw that. You see this cupcake team come onto your schedule. Oh my god! You get amped up for it. Yeah, no, the Dolphins—they're going to be hungry. They're no. going to look into to push and start to build a win streak. This look, is the time, man. This is the time. I-
0: I understand that we are really fucking stretching thin, <laughs> proclaiming our cases for both of these teams, but saying that they're in contention. All right. No, no, that's, that's no, I'm
1: no. They could win the game trying to, to make up to
0: a, make up some space. Stop, you know, that's it. That's it. That's Stop it, it, man. That's it. They're zero and two against the Pats. They have to play the bills again. No. And I don't even know what the rest of their schedule is, but I guarantee you they finish under 500 with it.
1: Hey, on to the next go Jets. Saints, yeah I'm taking Miami to cover. You are taking the Jets to upset. Saints are visiting the Eagles. Saints at five and four. Eagles just had a big win against the Broncos, uh, dominating the Broncos the week after the Broncos dominated the Cowboys. And that's just kind of how NFL goes sometimes. Uh, Philly is a two and a half point favorite. That actually kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Saints defense, which has a lot of good players on it, has not been uh, specifically good at stopping the pass. Uh, I think they're like somewhere around the 21st or 22nd overall stopping the pass so far this season. And the Eagles have uh, Devonta Smith coming around, and he is starting to play really well. Jalen Hurts has uh, had a really nice game last week. I mean, is there any reason why I should uh, go against Philly here? um i mean the saints don't even know who their quarterback is do they
0: i have to assume it's trevor simeon i haven't seen any reports suggesting otherwise that Taysom hill is going to finally take over um and honestly at this point i don't know if they will go that route i legitimately thought at halftime of last week is when they would have went with Taysom hill but they didn't they're sticking with simeon um this is going to honestly be the probably the low key really fun game to watch. Agreed. Because it's it's too well fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Kamara's already been ruled out for this week again with what Saints, we thought was going. to – The Saints so they they play teams close. They play teams close and they play divisional
1: teams close. They don't play <laughs> – uh, no. I'm yeah, but it's the doomed. Eagles. I mean, it's not like the Eagles are like, you know, some amazing team here. I, I well, think this with, could – be I think you're right in that it could be a low-key really good game, but you got to give me the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts is the best player on that field. Yes. And yeah. you always got to go with – you know, when, when you can't make a decision, always go with the team with the best player, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. No, I 100% agree. I think – cause I was making the case and then in my head, it just, it clicked back up. Like, Oh yeah. Kamara's rolled out again. I'm like, uh, okay. Mark Ingram's a capable back. He had a really nice week last week. Did. Um, but if you're, I don't trust, I mean, I don't, I don't trust the saints receiving core. Uh, Mark Ingram could have another nice game. Um, but I don't trust Trevor Simeon. I trust Jalen hurts way more. I trust Devonte Smith way fucking more. Um, it, and I, you're right. The the Saints' defense does have nice pieces on it, but how many mobile quarterbacks have they had to face this year? Yeah. I feel like they could easily get burned by the legs of Jalen Hurts, and with the potential of Miles Sanders coming back too, and they've the Philly over Philly through the span of Miles Sanders being out and being on the IR have become like the second most rushing offense. Yeah. In the NFL, which is just like, why weren't you doing that with Miles? You chose to do that with Boston Scott and Jordan
1: Howard. Why wouldn't you do that with Miles Sanders?
0: Yeah. So well, if hopefully they come back if,
1: and they keep they keep with that. And yeah, that'll be really good. I mean, I, I'm hope
0: I hope they stick to that game script because it's what's it's what's helping them, if not win games, it's helping them stay competitive in games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one, man. I I, I don't trust Simeon or really anything outside of Mark Ingram in that offense.
1: Miles Sanders, I think is one of those guys too. It's very dangerous. If you can get him some screen, uh, some screen passes, uh, get him some space to operate, he can be very dangerous. Um, Especially if you're already having a game plan for a mobile quarterback. So um, yeah, I agree. Let's take the Eagles. Let's take them to cover. Let's go to uh, Carolina where we got the Panthers hosting the Washington football team. Uh, they still have not picked a team name. That's okay. They just got off of their biggest one in the season, uh, taking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in a game that few people saw coming. But I did, I do remember myself saying that the football team had a chance, and you acted like I was just the craziest Blow, it, ever out ever. Blow yeah. it out your ass. Blow it out your fucking ass. I, mean, just I didn't think they were going to come out and stomp them like that, but yeah. And Gosh. that takes me to my point, though, because this is my upset pick of the week. I, I'm not going to do a sound fix. Sorry, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, I, did it, I, yeah. Did it, I did it for you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome um, for my service. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that, that Washington uh, defense that has just been – was so hyped to start the year. It has been just so bad, so bad all year long finally showed up last week and yeah. there is no better, no better game to keep that like streak of good games going, good defensive outings going than against the Panthers who have the most bizarre quarterback situation going on right now. Uh, did you know, by the way, that Cam Newton last week uh, had more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers did by like 0.3. Yeah. 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 No, I, and, like, five snaps, but, like, five snaps that
0: game. Uh, I think his snap count was closer to 11 to 15 range. But, no, I, I, I do believe – yeah, I'm well, I'm fucking surprised. His first two snaps were a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers did not have a passing touchdown. I, I I'm not surprised by that at all. But is there – and I completely agree with you. This is the one. I actually feel fucking stupid for asking you oh, what's your upset pick this week. Because this was the game I wanted. <laughs> but at the same time, do you feel maybe, just maybe, because the, 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 the Panthers have been prepping Cam Newton all week to be the QB one. Do you feel there's an iota of a chance that there's a fucking revenge, Cam Newton, fuck you, Ron Rivera type game coming?
1: I think that if, if Cam Newton tries to have a fuck you, Ron Rivera game, it's going to blow up in his face. He doesn't Why have do you- enough, enough time under center, enough chemistry with the, with the team. And, yeah, I know, I get it. He's been with the Panthers before, but he was away for a full season and a half. No, uh, if he tries to go, if he tries to go revenge streak, I think that it's going to really blow up in his face, um, and he's gonna force well, and he's gonna force errors that are that are gonna lead to turnovers. Um, but okay, no,
0: that's, that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like Cam Newton's gonna go off script to try and like wave his dick in Ron Rivera's face. I'm I saying think he might.
1: He does have that much of an ego. He really does. He. I get it. I get yeah. it.
0: But as much as, Ron, as Cam Newton is familiar with Ron Rivera and his coaching staff offensive scheme plays, he's got to be just as fucking affluent in his defensive strategies too, with those two being paired up for as many years as they were. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, plus, the, the football team is out their most effective and dominant piece. On defense for the rest of the year, true. true. With Chase Young, um, is what, what's the line? Is it is it three and a half? Three Please a tell half. me it's three and a half. Three All and a right. half for Carolina. Uh, give, give me get. Oh my God, give me give me. Yeah, I'll take the Carolina Panthers to cover just because you picked the Miami Dolphins to cover on mine. I I'll, I'll take it. Give me Cam Newton. All give right. me Cam Newton in a fuck you Ron Rivera type game because Ron Rivera was a piece of that his really bad exit out of fucking Carolina a year and a half ago.
1: So yeah, g- give me give me cam. I'm gonna uh, give me cam to have more turnovers and touchdowns.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, that's typical cam shit though that's not.
1: I mean, let's let's go ahead and move on. We got uh, one more game in the morning window. Uh, the 49ers making a rare early appearance, uh, visiting the, the Jags 49ers at four and five, the Jags at two and seven on paper, looking at records, you might think, Oh, this could be a close game. Uh, I, I don't think that the 49ers are anywhere near the vicinity of, you know, caliber uh, there. Well, let me rephrase that. They're in a whole nother level of caliber than the Jags, even if they are having a losing record. That being said, the Jags did beat the bills two weeks ago. So you never, you never know. You never know um this is a game that i would stay the hell away from if i was betting real money but i am very confident in saying i think the niners are going to cover the six and a half point line.
0: okay so follow my logic i'm going to pick
1: the niners as one of my two teams by the way to lock in
0: i did too here here's follow my logic okay the jaguars just beat the bills two weeks ago Mm-hmm. And the Niners are absolutely in. smoke the Jaguars on Sunday. Does that make the Niners better than the Bills? Hmm. Well, <laughs> you don't. They,
1: it, I'm trying I, to think because I, I, you know, you know, like the thing is, is you can do this with like just about any team because every there, there's not a good team this year that has had that's stayed away from a bad loss. There's not one good team that hasn't had a bad loss this
0: season. Ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I was about to, I was about to make the case for Kyler, um, but you know, I don't have to make the case for Kyler because he didn't play last week. Yeah, and and the Cardinals, yeah, they were out. Colt McCoy and DeAndre Hopkins and fucking, I get it. They they showed out was showed up and showed out two weeks ago, but that uh, is. I don't know, a, a starting roster taking a bad loss? I, I think Arizona kind of evade that a little bit just because of health.
1: Yeah, okay, um, I'll, I'll give you Arizona. I'll give you Arizona.
0: Um, But no, th- that was a fucking joke. The Bills would absolutely... But they absolutely... got
1: smoke-showed, though, too.
0: The Bills would face-fuck the 49ers if that matchup ever came to be this year. That being said, this game holds my must-start. And it's okay. Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay. And <clears throat> I get it. We're like 95% out of the woods with this one. Um, and I feel bad pulling from my own fantasy roster for my must-start uh, <clears throat> for, for for this week. Uh, but at the same time, I don't. Because... Elijah Mitchell, who has been just an outstanding rookie running back for the 49ers, went healthy. He's dealt with health issues throughout this year, but he also has four games or three games over 100 yards. Damn near, he was three yards away from that against the Rams. Um, but he broke his, he broke his, one of his fingers in that game against the Rams in the second quarter, played the entire game and it came out early Tuesday morning that he had to have a procedure done to to, to fix what he broke. And Kyle Shanahan all week said, he'll be good to go. He'll be good to go. But I grabbed Jeff Wilson Jr., next man up in the fucking – in that running back room, off the waiver wire Tuesday morning. Well, guess who just got listed as fucking doubtful today? Elijah Mitchell, you got that fucking D next to your name, you're probably not playing.
1: And if you are, especially at running back, you're playing on a very limited snap count.
0: Exactly. And, dude, you, you, Jeff Wilson Jr., has that was his first game play last week against the Rams, and he got 10 total touches to Elijah Mitchell's 27 where, with, in a game where they ran the ball 47 times. <clears throat> or 44 times, sorry. Kyle Shanahan loves him some Jeff Wilson Jr. And I'll take it back to last year and the 13 games played by Jeff Wilson Jr. Over 600 yards rushing add on almost 200 yards receiving and 10 total touchdowns. Jeff Wilson Jr. Is due for a big day against a bad Jacksonville defense. I get their 18th against the run, which is middle of the pack, Mm -hmm. but you factor in what, Kyle Shanahan coming back to fucking life last week with his run-calling plays and just absolutely dominating a Super Bowl contender. I feel like it's a trap game because this shit happened to me last year where they beat the Rams, and I'm like, okay, they're back in playoff contention, but then they go out and just lay an egg the next week. No. Jeff Wilson Jr. is an absolute lock at RB2 this week. He gets run. He gets past volume two. But there's – I have – if you're not taking the fucking Niners in this game and the Niners to cover, you're a goddamn fool. I don't care what you saw two weeks ago if it's against the Bills.
1: Let's move on. I agree. Bengals are visiting the Raiders and what has to be the – I have no idea who the fuck's going to win this game bowl. Of Bengals. Week. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati is a one-point favorite here. I don't, I don't fucking know. Give, give me Cincinnati. I like Bengals. I like I like – uh I like Joe Burrow.
0: Bengals got to get back on track, man. Yeah, like yeah. Bengals. Bengals came out hot. Bengals came out hot this year. They they started five and two. They're now five and four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. <clears throat> so now they're five and four. They've dropped two straight, one against a divisional, or actually no, two against divisional opponents. This is an absolute got to get it right game for them. They they. And the Raiders are fucking, the Raiders are licking their wounds. This is a good time. Most times when really, really, really good teams take really bad losses, <clears throat> like the Raiders did against the Chiefs on Monday night or Sunday night uh, uh, last week, apologies. Um, you'd be like, okay, <clears throat> every team's going to have one of these games, one or two of these games every single year. Like, it's time to get it right. I, the Raiders are not that team for me. Like Cincinnati's taken two consecutive losses against divisional opponents, and neither of them were good games. Give I'm I trust Joey Burrow more than I trust Derek Carr, even though I will say some of it's not really his fault. <clears throat> and I like Derek Carr a lot. He's really undervalued as a quarterback in the NFL. But at one point, I don't, I don't know. Give Cincinnati's absolutely going to win this game. They have, they have to win this game to stay in contention. Because if you drop to fucking five and five in that division, you're essentially sitting. you're, You're with Cleveland. Cleveland's on paper is a fucking fantastic team, but they're, that's with their quarterback play. They're not, they're not a playoff team. The Bengals are a playoff team. Give me the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I gotta take the Bengals in this one too. It is, it is. I think as much of a coin flip though as you could get because, I mean, the Raiders, both uh, teams coming off bad losses. I there's so much, so many comparables here on this one. Um, but I, yeah, my gut gives me, tells me Joey Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are the 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 most lethal combination on that field. Uh, the Raiders do not have anything as lethal, and I'm including Darren Waller in that statement. They don't have anything as lethal as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase.
0: Well, it's not even that. You you go review the 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 game film from the absolute blowout they took from the Chiefs, who everybody before last last Sunday night was questioning. Like, are the Chiefs exposed? Or like, are, are is this team not a for real contender anymore? Um, And it's really one of the most simplistic fucking exposings I've ever seen being a football fan.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It was cover two. That's all it was. Cover two, take away the deep. And Patrick Patrick Mahomes, it took a couple of weeks, but he adjusted his game script. Like, okay, I'm not going to force it because obviously forcing it is either going to lead into incompletions or bad turnovers. Taking what the defense gives you. And Jonathan Abrams, they he picked on Jonathan Abrams all fucking night last Sunday night. And you're, you, Jonathan Abrams is their number one. Okay, you're going to line him up on Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase put up 201 on Marlon Humphreys three or four weeks ago. Yeah, no, give me the Bengals in this one, 110%. Yeah,
1: and uh, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, let's go ahead and go to the Chiefs. They're hosting – uh Cowboys are visiting and what should be a really exciting game to watch uh should be a very high scoring uh great quarterback play great receiving play um I do think is it uh who, who's out for the Cowboys uh, uh Amari Cooper Amari's out Amari's, yeah, so out. Amari's Michael, not only- Michael Gallup is uh you know he's my nice sneaky play for this week uh fantasy wise and someone dropped him in our league today and picked him yeah i know i know it was he he was picked up with like before i could even get the app loaded on my phone he was already picked up and i was like just damn that like
0: i literally i wanted three at three o'clock i went and got my hair cut 320 i'm sitting in the car and that's when i'm seeing all the notifications uh Elijah Mitchell doubtful fucking Amari Cooper out fucking all of these Deandre Hopkins out all these big names coming out early in the week, which we're not usually, we're not used to seeing. Mm -hmm. And I saw that. I was like, Oh, okay. Amari's out. And I have Amari in my other money league. And I was like, well, okay. But I just traded for DK. So Amari was my flex. I can plug and play with my flex. I'm not worried. But I was like, Oh, I was like, dude, this was at three. 32325 in the afternoon. I was like who has Gallup? Who has Gallup? There's no way he's available. And I saw him I was like oh he's not available. I was like okay, I'm not going to make a fucking trade for him for 2 weeks uh, whatever. That fucking drop and pickup was made while I was driving home. I didn't get the notifications. I didn't see it on my fucking phone.
1: I wouldn't Bro, have, mattered, man. The, they, it was so fast. It was so it was Michael Gallup has been dropped. Michael Gallup has been picked up. Like it was like that. Probably. It was that fast. Anyway,
0: yeah.
1: um, the, the the Chiefs though are two and a half point favorites. What do you think? Are the boys at seven and two going to come in and go to, go to eight and two or are the Chiefs going to improve to seven and four?
0: This is a really, really hard game to pick because if you look at it on paper – Cowboys defense has been pretty good, forcing a lot of takeaways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chiefs defense pretty suspect against the run and the pass.
1: Yeah. And Patty but Mahomes you take it, has been giving away a lot of a lot of giveaways.
0: You take a deeper dive into those Dallas numbers, though. They're getting a lot of takeaways, but they're giving up a lot of yards to the air. I, I I don't know what the right answer is in this one because. Especially after, especially after last week, where Pat Mahomes comes out and throws up for over 400 yards and five touchdowns, the Pat Mahomes, like that, is his standard that he set for himself with his first three years as a pro.
1: Yeah,
0: like his first three years as a starter, we all see a couple of weeks of oh. 180 something yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. That's piss poor. Or we'll see, oh, yeah, he threw for 250, two touchdowns, and two picks, but that's not Patty Mahomes. But then you'll see a line of 406 and five touchdowns, and people will be like, yeah. That's what we expect. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me, bro? Those are astronomical numbers. Those are not what you should be expecting every single fucking week. But that's what Pat Mahomes did to himself by playing so goddamn well his first three seasons.
1: What a bastard. I, look, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. I it, It's hard to, to pick against the Chiefs when, okay, first of all, you got two teams that are high-scoring offenses the difference is the Chiefs have been used to winning for the last several years. The Cowboys have not been used to winning. This is right now, like the Cowboys are not used to, with Dak Prescott, not used to being 7-2 and two at this point in the year. This has not been happening in recent years. And now they have a marquee game against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs who have everything rolling right now. I think that it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be very close, but I do think that the Cowboys are going to make a mistake that the Chiefs are going to take advantage of, and it's going to come down in the fourth quarter. Give me the Chiefs by a score. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking and I'm taking them to cover.
0: I th- th- there's cases to be made for both teams, man. It really this
1: really sucks, bro.
0: And like I'll tell you, like living in the state of Texas, I know what the weather's like. Okay, it's been really over the last week or so. It's been up and down and up and down, like. One morning, it's 60 degrees. This morning, it was 38. But the Cowboys play in a dome. The Chiefs don't. I've been to Arrowhead, bro. And we both lived in Kansas. We know what November, late November type weather can be like in Kansas. It gets cold. It gets windy as fuck. Yeah.
1: Because
0: that state is flat as shit.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, uh... It feels like a trap to take the Chiefs, man. It really does. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the okay. Cowboys, man. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, and I am I said the same thing last week where I, I, I refused to pick the Chiefs until they proved me otherwise, and then they went out and just beat the fuck out of the Raiders, but the Cowboys are a better team than the Raiders, and I know that Arrowhead's going to be fucking popping. It's this is going to be one of the biggest games in Arrowhead through the regular season that they've had outside of divisional games in fucking years memory.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Uh, the afternoon window, man, it's got four games. Sorry, it's got three games and I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch a single one of them betting. The first one was the Bengals and Raiders. Then we had the Cowboys and Chiefs. Now let's go to the next one. No, Give me, give me Kansas city. I, I,
0: I changed my mind. I changed Hold my mind, dude. I, I give me Kansas city. Okay. I, I, I have to take that, the the, the home field advantage and just with what I know the Cowboys have been practicing in all week. They're indoors. I know though even if they're practicing outdoors, it's not going to mimic what the fuck kind of conditions they're going to, and it's not going to be snow. It's not going to be, but it's going to be cold and it's gonna be fucking windy. And I, Dak's not used to that right now. Yeah, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's going to bite me in the ass when the Cowboys win. But give me the fuck. Yeah, I agree with you. Give me the Chiefs.
1: All right. So as I was saying, Bengals and Raiders, very tough game to call. Cowboys Chiefs, also very hard to call. This next game might be impossible. You have the the banged up Cardinals. When I say banged up, I mean banged up at key skill positions. uh, On the road, in Seattle, at the Seahawks who just got Russell Wilson back. Arizona is a one-point favorite.
0: Mm. No, on, on, honestly, no. The the Cowboys and Chiefs one's harder to pick. Really? It is. It is because okay. Kyler's – there's no quarterback status up in the air for the Cowboys and the Chiefs. We both know it's going to be Dak and it's going to be Mahomes. Like yeah. Quarterback status is still up in the air for the third straight week. Yes. With with Kyler Murray. Um yes, and and we already know D Hop D Hop got ruled out today. The, the last two weeks, D Hop has been a game time decision. Friday afternoon, he's out. What the fuck happened? This is the same hamstring injury that fucking he checked himself back into a game four weeks ago. <laughs> and now he's sitting. I I wonder if just if Kingsbury's being petty at this point, like like fuck you, bro. You don't decide when you go in. Fuck you, sit. We, we won games without you. Obviously, that's not the case when, <laughs> when you're dealing with a top three wide receiver in the NFL. But um, now I I it is hard. it it's, it's, it's. I'm taking the Cardinals. I I I don't. I I think this is going to be especially if Kyler plays. But this line. Heavily sways on who is under center for Arizona. I think, and I, I honestly think, I think Kyler will play. Kyler was almost a full go last week. There's been no setbacks. I think Kyler's a go. Um, and they have very nice complimentary pieces behind DeAndre. They also have the better defense. They do. I, I, I I think this could be – this could easily be a shootout. I think it could be a tit for tat. I, I think defenses ultimately could be completely irrelevant in this game. The Seahawks defense is fucking irrelevant. Let's just not even fucking – let's not even get to that. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take Arizona in this one. And I'm saying that gambling on Kyler plays.
1: I'm saying that. I'm taking the Seahawks. And I'm taking the same gamble, but that Kyler does not play. And the reason why I don't think he's playing is because it is week 11. Arizona has a bye. Yeah. 12. Yeah. And I mean. Great point. That they're they're at eight and two. They're trying to win every game, obviously. But this is a three and six Seahawks team. And I think that you come into this game. The Seahawks just got shut out with Russell Wilson last week. You come into this game as the Cardinals, you probably think you have a shot at winning this without Kyler. Um, and if you could rest him and get him one more week of rest into that bye, it makes a lot of sense to do, right? right? I think he's not gonna play. I and I think that the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, he is going to be in desperation mode. Russell Wilson is a competitor, he's not going to lay down after after getting shut out last week. Um I'm, I'm gonna take the Seahawks.
0: That's a that's a great point, man. Especially like especially with it'd be a much different case if the Rams hadn't just laid an egg mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. Like if both teams were eight and two, and the Rams were on bye, which they are this week, I could absolutely see that. Like, oh no, 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 we we need to gain a little ground. Um, but but both teams lost, and Arizona holds not only the one-game lead over them, they hold the fucking current tiebreaker. Yeah, oh, fuck, that's a great point, bro. I don't know why the fuck – I don't know why I didn't play. I mean, you never
1: know. Cliff Kingsbury also decided to kick a 68-yard field goal right before the half, and he saw that blow up in his That's true. This is not a coach that's prudent sometimes. So No,
0: I – I believe Kyler sat as long as he's going to really, willy, willingly be able to, especially as for last week, like Colt McCoy did very well coming in relief against the 49ers, but then he went in relief against the fucking uh, against the Carolina Panthers and they got their ass spanked. I think this is going to be a game where Cliff just goes, okay, we have a one game lead. We can push it to one and a half. If Kyler's even 95%, I think he goes and, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna take the better defense in this one
1: fair enough um i'll tell you this if uh if we get word before kickoff in time for me to send in my kicks in our survivor league that kyler murray is out this is going to be one of my picks okay yeah
0: i mean it's a solid pick i just i hope i hope you're wrong
1: Steelers are visiting the Chargers in the Sunday night game, last game of the weekend before the Monday night showdown. Uh, Chargers are six point favorites here. Steelers are 5 3 and 1. Chargers 5 and 4, they got to be feeling upset about the way things went down last week. And I mean, the, they played against the Vikings, a team they were expected to beat. The Vikings were just the better team on the field that day. It was that they were in control of that game pretty much throughout, uh, even though it wasn't a blowout, they were they were definitely the ones uh, taking charge of the scoreboard. I think the Chargers have enough playmakers on defense that they can take advantage of the shell of a player that is Ben Roethlisberger right now at this point. And I think that that ultimately could be enough. This is not going to be a game like last week where the Steelers and the Lions are playing in just shit conditions on top of all the ugliness. Uh, this is going to be a game where it's going to be played in San Diego. It's going to be beautiful weather. And the Chargers are going to be coming out looking to prove something. I'm sure, that I'm sure the Steelers are too, but give me the Chargers in this one. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to... Um, make Ben Roethlisberger look really old in this game.
0: Are, are they going to cover?
1: Yes. Uh, yes. I'm, I don't agree with I'm you. I'm going to take the points.
0: I agree with you on the winner. I don't agree with you on the uh, on the outcome because there's been nothing over the last four weeks that has inspired any faith in me with the Chargers. They've lost winnable games. They've lost games that they were supposed to win. And especially going back to that fucking – the game last week against Minnesota. That was, that was supposed to be a sure win for that team. And they dropped the fucking ball. Um, and the Steelers are missing some key pieces on defense. They're missing – TJ Watts not playing. Minka Fitzpatrick hit the COVID list now. Um, I just don't see – I haven't seen enough out of Justin Herbert in the last month to where I'm like, even with those pieces missing and even with those, those pieces missing, they still have some elite players on that defense for, for Pittsburgh. I haven't seen enough to inspire. Like I did last year where I'm just like, yeah, you're going to absolutely dominate this game. Um, I I just, I, I, I don't see it. I, I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to win for sure. But I, a six point line. No, I, I'm thinking maybe a field goal at the end, at the end of regulation.
1: I think, I think this is going to be a game that the chargers are going to surprise a lot of people early and they're going to jump on the Steelers and they're going to, they, they didn't jump.
0: They didn't jump on the Vikings. What makes you think they're going to jump on the Steelers? I didn't
1: think they were going to jump on the Vikings. I felt like the Vikings were a better team than the record. I feel like the Steelers were a worse team than the record. Um, any team that goes into overtime and ties Detroit. Uh, not defensively, some, some, they're not. Has some issues. Uh, with the injuries right now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They still got some playmakers for sure on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah. But I like the Chargers. I think they're going to be – I think they're a much better unit coming into this game. Um, I'm taking the Chargers to cover. You're taking the Chargers at the under, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, we got I'm, one uh... more one more game to discuss. The Giants are visiting the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are 11-point favorites here in this one uh, for the Monday night game. The game is uh, down in Tampa. Giants have been keeping games close. They've been a pesky opponent this season. The Bucks, they're they're kind of they're kind of boomer bust this year. They either come out and absolutely demolish opponents or they get like suckered into games that they have no business competing in because they, they should be dominating. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a competition. Um, I think that the giants can sucker the bucks into, into a close game. I don't think the giants have much chance of a win, but I I do see them getting this game closer than with 11 points. So I'll take, I'll take Tampa at the under for this one.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take the bucks in this one and I'm going to take the points because I do agree with you. Like, the Giants have stayed relevant in games they shouldn't be, and at the same time, the Bucks have not put away opponents they should have, or have lost to opponents they shouldn't have. Mm. Um, but this is this is for me. This is this is the week of the the get right. This is the get right week for a lot of fucking teams. Okay, and I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one for the Bucks, man. Um, this this game also holds. My uh, uh, my my fucking dud. And there's a lot of people riding high because he's he's expected to make his return. Oh, he's gonna pay, He's going up against a top five team against the rush. Are you for real? You think Saquon is coming in? He's not. Saquon's gonna be the focal point of that Giants offense to slow down because they don't have receiving options that fucking make you sit there and go, well. You know, we have to pay more attention to him. No, 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 no. There's going to be a lot of soft coverage in this game for the Bucks because the Bucks know their secondary is fucking horrible. We saw it last week. Their yeah. secondary is garbage, but – They do have the front seven presence to fucking stop the run. A lot of soft coverage for Daniel Jones with he's got Kenny Galladay back. uh, uh, Tony, whatever the fuck his first name is, he's going to be active in this game. He's still got Evan Ingram. That's great. Kyle Rudolph is his tight end, too. Saquon Barkley is going to be the focal point of emphasis for this Bucs defense. Because if you can't run the ball – it's you don't you no longer have to set up and and pack a seven eight man front. Nope. Yeah. We'll pin your front four. Pin your ears back. We're going after Daniel Jones, and he's mobile. He can he can definitely make things happen with his legs. But th- th- this has got to be the get right game for for the Bucks because they've looked really bad two consecutive weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I see that. I'll take the Giants. I'll I'll take the Giants to uh, to keep the line close um but yeah i think tampa bay will win this one um let's talk fancy here for a little bit you said that uh your your must start guy who was your must start guy remind me
0: jeff wilson jr
1: jeff wilson jr mine is deonta foreman and we when we pick must start guys we're not picking guys that you obviously everyone would start without without thinking you know what i mean like you know saying dalvin cook is a must start is like well yeah no shit he's a must start um who do you have? And you said your stay-away guy is Saquon, Saquon. Barkley. Saquon, yep. Okay. Now, my my guy that you got to start, Deonta Foreman uh, for the Titans. I think that that's the guy that you got to start there. Um, man, who, who do you stay away from this week? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. You got, you got any upset picks? Let me come back to this. Set
0: picks yeah the jets over the fucking sorry i mean uh, sorry
1: not. No, i meant sleeper picks
0: <laughs> i know what you meant i just i just wanted to make you sound like more of an ass that you've been tonight which is kind of appalling because you're yeah. the one with you know master's degree and yeah. you're making me sound like you're making me sound like the smart guy this week which is well, awesome it's, it's,
1: it's, it's, a, exactly change right. it's, it's a change of pace let's change pace right here it's, it's kind of nice <laughs> i don't
0: know um right. I can, i'll give you one and um it's unfortunate and hopefully he doesn't hear this uh, because the player I'm about to name was just traded to the the guy that I'm going up against in our money league. Um, uh, And, and my playoff hopes swing in the balance this week, because if if I don't get it, it, this is probably it, but I, I think Dalton Schultz, is a is a is a sleeper pick this week not just based off of the success like the high six he was a top seven tight end in fantasy through the first five weeks and he had he had two games where he had multiple receiving touchdowns Mm -hmm. I think with the absence of Mari Amari Cooper for the next, not just this week, he's out two weeks. Amari Cooper is already pretty much ruled out because they have to turn around and play the Raiders on Thanksgiving. I think th- there's more, there's now more targets available. And especially in this game going against the Chiefs, the Chiefs are not great at defending the pass. And it helps. Amari leaving helps the Chiefs secondary because you have to focus in on, especially going into last week, you have to focus in on not only Amari Cooper, you have to focus in on CeeDee Lamb and fucking um, Michael Gallup revert, re- returned from the IR last week. So you got three guys that you have to worry about the wider receiver position. Now with Amari moving, he's out at definitely this week. The focus is going to shift to CD because CD just torched.
1: Oh
0: yeah. The, he torched. I, I can't off the top of my head, top of my head. I can't, oh, they play the Falcons. He torched the Falcons secondary for 96 yards and two touchdowns last week. Um, and the Falcons secondary, I would argue is just as bad as the Kansas city secondary. They're going to focus their, they're going to shift their focus to him. So Gallup's going to have some one-on-ones, which is good. But that's also going to open up opportunities for Dalton Schultz. I could very easily see a 50-yard, one-touchdown line in a game that's going to be high-scoring, and it's going to be a lot of passing. So, yeah, I think Dalton Schultz is absolutely a sleeper pick for me this week.
1: So the guy I'm staying away from, I got I got two guys. Um, one of them is uh, Cam Newton. and I, I mean – I know there's going to be a lot of hype around him coming yeah, back, yeah. starting. Um, I I don't against Washington, and I just I I feel like he's going to be turnover prone in his first his first start back. Um, but I I realize that that may not be like a, a going out on a limb there type of a pick. Sure, uh, sure. So let me pick something a little more risque here. I'm going with uh, Seahawks receivers uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, Russ Russ Wilson is. He's off. He's off right now. Um, He was off before his injury. He was off when he came back from his injury. Um, He has not put together a good game in a while and it's hard to trust. And I do think he's going to get enough together to win against Arizona if they don't have Kyler Murray, but I, I have, I'm having a hard time trusting that passing core right now, especially Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett is the one that's kind of getting left out. He's probably Russ's maybe favorite option, but When you're in a pinch and you have to make a desperation play, you're throwing it to DK Metcalf. So I am, I am, I am shying away from Tyler Lockett. I'm not a big fan of DK Metcalf either, but I do think if someone's going to get it, it's going to be him. Um, So I'm shying away from Tyler Lockett this week.
0: Uh, There's definitely a case to be made for that. um, And I completely understand it. I also feel like Russ had Russ had a really bad week last week. Yeah. First week off of injury. It's a, a, a finger injury to his throwing hand also playing a top five wow. defense right now in the NFL. I, I think in, in Arizona no slump. Oh. There are no slump on the defensive side of the ball, but rush shows up in divisional games. He does. He has. And he always has. Um, and, and, if he struggles, I won't be surprised. If he goes for 400 and fucking four tutties, I also won't be surprised. You know, um, we'll we'll see, man. I, I don't, I don't hate your pick. I I will also preface this by saying I was making a a trade offer for Tyler Lockett earlier today um, in our league, but that being what it is, like it, I, I can see both sides. I can see yeah, they could absolutely struggle.
1: Now my sleeper the- pick is going to be, um, and this is, if you need to stream a quarterback, I think Tua is a streamable option this week against the jets.
0: Yeah, I sure. I mean, yeah. it's the, it, everybody's a streamer against the jets.
1: Yep. No, I agree. <laughs> they are. And that's why give me Tua. I think uh, Tua is probably a guy that's there. That's probably available in your league. He doesn't, he hasn't had a huge fantasy season, but he does have the ability to put together like 300 yard and three touchdown games, and uh, this is as good of an opportunity as he's going to have uh, to do that. So,
0: I'll give I'll give you I'll give you one more guy who falls kind of in between the must start and the sleeper category because okay. he doesn't he he doesn't he's not a sleeper, but at the same time he's also not like a, you gotta lock him in type of guy. Uh, Christian Kirk. With DeAndre being out, he is command, he's commanded the most targets mm-hmm. over the last three weeks, I think, and, and against a Seattle secondary that's fucking horrendous. Ky- with Kyler, without Kyler, Christian Kirk, I believe, could very easily e- – and I'm saying his floor, low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three numbers – I do think this is gonna between two. It's gonna be a high scoring game. I personally believe Russ is gonna figure his shit out and find a way to be competitive in this game. Um, But I mean his his fucking his ceiling is the goddamn limit. He could very well have low end mid wide receiver ones at the end of
1: this week. All right, yeah, I like that, Christian Kirk. It's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. All right. Well, hey, that wraps it up. That's it for today. Uh, Tyler, as always, it was it was great doing this. I'll, I'll
0: let you uh, wrap this one up. Oh, really? Me? Yeah,
1: yeah. I get
0: to wrap this? Wow. Yeah. I feel so honored. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Unsportsmanlike Commentary Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at, at unsport comment. You can follow me because I'm the more interesting one on Twitter, mm-hmm. at NinerGang1991. Um, the Niner Podcast died to fuck out. I, I don't have the time, especially uh, with especially, bro, especially with the baby three weeks away. Like uh, I, I, I can't walk away for forty five minutes to just do nonsense two times a week. Like
1: uh,
0: it is what it is, man. But thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. Good luck to all of you in fantasy, unless you're playing us and. Good luck to your teams going into this week unless you are a Bills fan.
1: Damn. <laughs>
0: shitty. <laughs> well, that's what you fucking get. That's what oh. you fucking get for sitting here going, before the, before we start recording going, might take the Jags as my upset pick this week. <laughs> you have no faith in that because I guarantee to you would not put that in our Survivor League 100%. Uh, no, I'm no, I'm
1: actually going to take the Niners as one of my picks in the Survivor League. I took them as one of my picks, too. All right, man. Well, you have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Happy football. Bye-bye.